I'm here with the Tech Talk Show at the Wearable Technology Show uh, with Dan. Hello, James. Hi, Dan. And we are now joined by Steve Dan, who's the co-founder of Medical Realities. Uh, nice to meet you, Steve. Very nice to meet you guys, and thanks for having me. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, before we get things started, could you tell us a bit about your background and, um, and the sort of work that you, you've moved into? Right. Originally, I was in film and television, film and television post-production and special effects. And about uh, nine years ago, one of my clients asked me if I could do some work in augmented reality. And I said, what? I've never heard of that. Um, well, to cut a long story very short, uh, we actually did the work and I was hooked, fascinated by the possibilities. Um, and we were sort of, uh, uh, nine years ago, it was very much of the cutting edge of what you could do. And we started to do more and more work, uh, but just as a sort of offshoot of my film and television work. Until four years ago, we started to get more and more work. Then a guy called Palmer Lucky reinvented virtual reality. And we thought, actually, we could add that to our offering and start a new company. And the new company was called Amplified Robot. Um, and so that now Amplified Robot does work in lots of different areas in AR and VR. Could be automotive, could be aerospace, could be publishing, could be advertising, could be entertainment, you name it. And then, um, we actually had an idea. I met by chance a very talented uh, consultant training surgeon called Dr. Shafi Ahmed. And uh, he's always been interested in technology, uh, but also technology because he teaches about surgery. And we were looking at how we can use new technology to make the teaching of surgery better, quicker, more affordable, and bring it into the 21st century. So we've also started a company called Medical Realities, which is using virtual reality to train medical students about surgery. Um, so if, if we go into that a bit more, how difficult is it, um, or how lifelike can you can you guarantee the, the virtual reality training for a surgeon to be? That's a very good question. Um, now because we've been in virtual reality for uh, four or five years now, we know the limitations of what we can deliver right now. So the actual training modules are actually based around actual operations that we film live in 360 degrees. Now that's the center and core of what we do and then we wrap around lots of other things like uh, laparoscopic feeds from inside the patient so you can see the operation happening from the inside the patient. We also wrap uh, animation about the various parts of the body so you can see what's going on um, and we also give uh, questions and answers for the students depending on what type were they doing graduate or postgraduate work um, and that's to find out we ask them before they, they see the op operation and then after the operation to make sure that they've actually got something from the teaching methods that we're using. Uh, we hope to by the end of this year it's launching uh, in the beginning of April and by the end of this year we hope to have a hundred different operations and in fact we call them interactive virtual reality training modules so there'll be a module for each particular operation, whether, whether that's an appendectomy, C-section, you name it, that the students will be able to actually look at any operation that they want to and see it for the first time from the perspective of the surgeon performing the operation. And so is it, is it actually live, um, live operations that, that, that um, are being recorded? That then, oh, okay, excellent. 
that's exactly right. So it's a sort of like, although we, we have in actual fact transmitted live, uh, live operations, uh, we did the first one uh, last year in order to raise awareness of what we were doing. And that was really exciting because uh, it was seen by over 55,000 people live as it actually happened in 142 different countries around the world. And I think that showed um, a tremendous interest in not only different ways of training, but also in virtual reality as well. So that really encourages, encouraged us to sort of take it forward and to expand on it. Now, at some point in the future, it, it will become more interactive as the technology advances and enables us to do more things, then eventually you will be able to control what the surgeon's doing. And hopefully, eventually, you will actually become the surgeon. But at the moment, it's just not quite technically possible to do it to the standard that we want to do it. And so in terms of the student, are they wearing um, a, like a VR headset or is, it, or is it displayed on a screen? or how, how does it work for the student? Yeah, the best way is actually wearing a headset. And there are a number of different ways that there is a, a top-of-the-line uh, version which is using what we call tethered headsets. And, and the actual VR is being played off or via a quite, a quite a heavyweight computer. And you've got controls that you can actually use. So that's designed to actually go into hospitals and universities and training hospitals. Um, but we're actually doing some tests uh, in conjunction with the Royal London Hospital. The Royal London Hospital is a training hospital and has uh, over 300 students at any one time. And one of the very first things that they asked, they said, well, they thought, this was fantastic, but could we possibly see it outside the confines of the hospital, somewhere else, at home, when they're having lunch, when they're out in the park, anywhere. So in actual fact, we've created an app version of this as well. So uh, there's a downloadable one that's actually designed to work on Samsung Gear headsets or Google Daydream, for instance, or in actual fact for uh, Google Cardboard as well. Uh, so that's an app that can be downloaded. Um, uh, the great thing about that is that means that we'll be able to uh, get the training to students no matter where they are. So it's going to be very useful in developing countries, for instance, to actually sort of get them out there, providing they've got a mobile signal, providing they've got a mobile smartphone, and they can have a headset, then they can see exactly what anybody else can see. So it's actually going to bring a lot of the training into the third world very quickly up to the 21st century. That's amazing. That technology these days is it's just re-revolutionising so many different sectors and, and we've seen that with a lot of healthcare companies um, th this week haven't we Dan? Yeah I think it's, it's such a um, great idea that there's this um, being able to um, train and learn from each other um, in, in terms of the, in, in the medical profession because you can imagine that in certain areas they you know due to the demographic or something you certain illnesses or, or um, uh, you know illnesses and injuries are going to be of a certain type that you're not going to see somewhere else so the opportunities to learn is, is quite incredible Absolutely. It, it, it actually makes it scalable and it democratises training as well. Uh, so for the first time you'll be able to see the top surgeons in the world performing their speciality surgeries. So you'll be able to learn from the, the top person in a particular, whether it's a transplant surgeon or whoever that might be. Uh, um, whereas before the only way to do that was really you'd actually have to travel to the hospital where, where they were. Now the surgeon comes to you no matter where you are. Brilliant. That's that's amazing. Um, Steve, where can we where can people, our listeners find out more about medical realities? 
Great. Well, the best place to start is go to our website, which is uh, medicalrealities.com. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us. That's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.